Welcome to Your Live Well, the podcast series bringing you expert-led advice, thoughts and opinions from across the breadth of well-being and from some of the amazing contributors featured at Live Well London 2020. This inspirational episode brings together Red Together and Red January founder Hannah Beecham, alongside Red and Mind supporters Dame Kelly Holmes, Matt Johnson and Mandy Weech. Listen as they share their experiences of how they have used regular physical activity in support of their own mental health and how the encouragement of the growing Red community and the charity Minds life-changing work has supported them when they've needed it the most. We hope this inspires and motivates you to feel more powerful, energised and active. Please note this podcast does touch on subjects of mental health. Further details can be found in the episode description. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Just having a good old chit chat here. Um, sorry for the delay. I know we're a few minutes late, but as you've probably seen on the schedule, so Matt Johnson is joining us as well, but he's running a few minutes late. I think he's on the tube as we speak, so he'll be joining us at some point. Um, so, Red January. I'm just going to give you a little bit of background just to give you some context before we dive into some questions. So, I founded Red January five years ago. Um, I was inspired by my mum, so my mum was suffering with severe depression at the time and rightly or wrongly I signed us up to a fitness challenge to give her a goal and a focus, something to motivate her out of bed every morning Um, and we went on this six month journey together and slowly but surely my mum's energy levels increased, um, her mood increased as well and within a few months my mum was back at work. That's not to say obviously it cured her depression, it didn't by any means, but it's just that idea of her having a supportive kind of toolkit, that thing that can motivate her to get out there and and support herself. With it being my mum, I was obviously incredibly inspired and we were training for the event actually in the winter period. Um, And January, I was actually, I was doing a talk yesterday and I talked about January and someone was just like, I actually really love January, but on the most part, I'd never heard anyone say that they look forward to January. You tend to be skint. You've also spent a long time around people in the Christmas period, so you can feel a bit isolated in January. And it's also a time of year when you tend to set natural goals anyway. Um, So the idea for Red January was born, and it's about getting active every single day in January to beat the blues away. So over the five years, I'm sitting with two Redders actually, which is incredible. Um, We've had over 150,000 people around the country getting active in their own way, Um, whether that be walking, cycling, um, using it as an opportunity to get off the bus or stop earlier on their way to to work, whatever works for you. Um, And also you should know as well, we're in partnership with Mind. Um, And in the three years that we've been in partnership, that incredible community has raised 2.4 million pounds to continue their life-changing work so that's a kind of a top line in a nutshell what what red january is but enough of me talking um i'm gonna hand over to two fellow redders um and i wondered if whoever wants to start maybe dame kelly mandy um if you could just give us a brief introduction to yourself and also would love to hear what was your motivation for taking part in in red january okay so i um my name's mandy um this year was my fourth year um doing red january and actually it was my favorite year this year um i was inspired um a mutual 
mutual friend um, was doing Red January, I think the first year that it launched. And I remember watching him thinking, that is amazing. It was, it was such a, an inspiring thing to be watching him do. And I thought, I think I'm going to do that next year. And I was, I was active um, in my life, but not as active as, I, as I've become since doing Red January. Um, and the following year was my first year. And I really felt for me that I wanted to give back to mind um, because mind has play, played quite an important part in my life. Thank you for that. And Dean Kelly? Um, hello, everyone, first of all. Uh, so I was inspired basically by Hannah's story and having somebody that just used the passion of helping her mother um, out of the depression and use that as a focus. And I saw Red January, I think we connected somewhere on social yes. media or something like you yeah. do. And I decided that if I could use my platform and my name uh, to get other people to be aware of what Red January was, that would be a positive thing. But also, I love the concept of uh, using fitness as a tool for your mental health, which is partly what I use it now. I'm, you know, I'm a very retired uh, international athlete, and now, of course, I, I keep fit because I want to keep fit, but I want to inspire other people too, both physically and mentally. So I got involved, and originally when we got involved, it was that run every day, January? Yes. Yes. I don't run every day. <laughs> Never hardcore. have run every day. Oh, we wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> no. um, I was thinking, right, what can I do? 5K. And I was thinking, oh my gosh. But it gave me, again, a goal because I've always been used to having a structured environment, something to go for. And that refocused my mind on having a goal. Now, of course, it's about anybody taking part. That's whether right. you walk, run, swim, doesn't matter. It's just about the active side yeah. of it. So I was inspired by the movement, which is created now. And that's why I've still been involved. It's been incredible. I can't actually believe well both respect to you both but yeah it's been amazing to have followed both of your journeys through this because I know for you your dad has got involved for the past couple of years yeah so my uh, dad's 70 and last year I decided that I needed to give him a bit of a kick up the ass because <laughs> my stepdad has uh, raised me since I was five. My mum passed away in 2017 and I just said to him, I says, I don't want you to go. I mean, you know, I suffered so badly with bereavement and I was like, you can do something about it, you know. Um, so I got him down to our local uh, park where there's a big lake and I said, right, we're just gonna do one lap of walking, that's it. You know, he's got a big pouch, he's, you know, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> doesn't smoke he sits he doesn't uh, exercise I mean smokes a bit um, sits on his own inactive every night you know he doesn't live with anybody he just eats crap to be honest and I just said you need to move and what I saw in that period of time from that first walk around the lake then two times around sort of week later and then we started doing three times round then he goes to uh, Pilates on a Tuesday now then I was getting him out for Saturday and then I got my friend's um, dad to join him on a walk and I saw a change in him you know he's uh He's a very quiet guy, very laid back. I mean, laid back that he would drop down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he started to engage more, uh, have a lot of nieces and nephews. He's going to like go ape and swinging on the oh buddy swings. Amazing. And I was like, whatever. And then I got him on one of those bucking Broncos. Well, I've never <laughs> laughed so much in my life. I mean, getting him up there took about half an hour. Getting him off was like less than a second. Um, <laughs> but it was just the fact that I saw him change, you know, just change. It, it, he hasn't lost weight. 
but it's definitely his heart's improving and his head's improving and that's what I saw and I wanted Amazing. to use red as a way of again inspiring people so I set up motivating Mick on Instagram he doesn't know he's got it but um oh brilliant <laughs> brilliant <laughs> he's and I think as well just thinking about um I know obviously for you Mandy did you get your your kids involved yes I yes. know your dog was yes out yes with you. my dog my springer spaniel Ruby came on runs with me and walks with me um so I did I did the run every day which was hardcore and I think January for me is a month where I I always get run down mm. but I did those those initial years and actually when it moved and merged into exercise every day I could incorporate the children I could incorporate the dog mm. um and the children loved seeing me exercise. They loved and they, they felt motivated as well, but they gave me the motivation. Mm. Family members gave me the motivation. Mm. And I think it's seeing people and yourself, you know, when you see people out there and, act, you know, energizing other people, it's so powerful. Mm. Because on those days when you feel less than, you know, your best self, you know that actually getting out there and active is going to make a difference. Mm. And it really does. It's My dog's a Springer Spaniel. She'll come with me no matter what. She'll she'll bounce around. She she may be ten this year, but she's still like a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always the stories as well that you yes. get from the community. Yes. You know why people are doing it. Yes. Because as in any walk of life, and especially in the fitness world, we all do it for different reasons. So I've seen people that have come back from, you know, illness. People that have got a a, a, a physical. Um, issue whatever that may be um could have a disease of some description could have come back from bypasses could have you know whatever it may be injuries and then also those that have been depressed or those that actually just want to have a focus because they're just not really sure what to do you know it gives people uh, different goals for different reasons and a structure then hopefully I think the aim is that once you've gone through that in January yes. you'll keep some form of it up throughout the rest of the year it shouldn't be just a January wait till next no. January as we know yeah. um, but hopefully we've read what you're doing is encouraging people that might not have even done anything yeah. to have something to focus on and then in their mind think oh I could yeah. keep this going I think routine. that's what's nice yeah, yeah it becomes yeah. a routine absolutely yeah. and hence read together behind us actually so mm. that's the all round initiative so the idea being that through January as, as Kelly was saying you'd start to form healthy habits and then we're there the community's there yeah. all year round yes. to help you continue what you've started in January as well yeah so if we go back a little bit obviously before Red January was around can you talk about the role that physical activity has played in supporting your well-being just just generally well I mean I've always been active but I think there's definitely been sort of peaks and troughs um, and about probably about 10 years ago I had two really milestone moments in my life where it really just sunk me and I remember having a severe migraine attack and the doctor saying to me um, come and see me when you've recovered and he said to me um, I think you need to speak to someone and I remember it sort of being a bit of an explosion and sort of following that it was a journey to which I got therapy through mind um, and getting therapy through mind not only helped me but it also suddenly made me realize that actually when I am out there and I'm being you know active and I'm running that actually that's helping too it's sort of they're just equal on the scales they're they're helping each other and and 
when I sort of think about my exercise, I know it's as, it's as easy for me as taking paracetamol for a headache. I know if I go out for a run or I go to Pilates or I go for a walk or I go to, to CrossFit or whatever, that it will make me feel better. It will help in my, in my mind. And it's it's as easy as that it's mm. it's connected and i think that routine that you get post doing red january is something that stayed with me because i know it's now better for me and when i can't exercise if i've got the lurgy or something like that i get a bit itchy because i'm like <laughs> but i know i actually have to listen to my body when i am like <laughs> yes, that's as important absolutely. as well <laughs> absolutely thank you for sharing that and dame kelly obviously you're known um, certainly for me, I was saying earlier, I was just like, I'm just going to be trying to be really cool. Um, <laughs> but I remember sitting there in my bed watching you win the gold medal, <laughs> crying, being like, oh my goodness, yes. she's done it. Um, but for you, has exercise, has physical activity always been a part of a part of your life, especially when it comes to supporting your, your well-being? Yeah, I mean, I've literally been involved in sport or fitness since I was 11. Uh, that was what gave me my identity at school. It gave me a focus, dreams, ambitions. Um, I think there's a misconception that just because you're an Olympian that um, you're always then inspired to keep fit all the time. You know, when you're an Olympian, it's different. You have a structure, uh, you have a goal. You have to do it. You know, if you want to be number one in the world, you have to keep to that structure. You have to be committed. You have to have that absolute diehard mindset that you're going to, to achieve something. When I retired from uh, athletics, um, I went through a very ups and downs stage because, of course, I didn't want to really run anymore because it's quite intense. You know, it's uh, full on. And during my international career, I had a lot of... Um, injury problems that put me on a setback and in 2003 I had a really bad breakdown uh, prior to winning the gold medals. Um, I became what people call a self-harmer which I have to reiterate isn't just about cutting yourself it's also alcohol, eating too much, doing things that are physically detrimental to you. Um, so when I retired I was in, at a loss as well um, in terms of my identity so I used keeping fit as just a way of doing something that I know I felt good at because everything else I was unsure of in my life, even though everything was coming to me, I was doing so many things, it was amazing, my name had been put up there and the world status, it wasn't really giving me a sense of enjoyment anymore because I didn't know what to do next. So I used at being active as a way of just having me time and space. I could run, so it's easy. I'll go out, fresh air, birds. If you're lucky, I live in the countryside, if not <laughs> the uh, cars. But, um, that was really good. But it didn't mean that I kept active every single day because, of course, sometimes I wasn't motivated. Sometimes I was just like, oh, I can't be bothered because I don't have to do it. <laughs> and then I think I've gone through different stages over that 15 years where I've been one minute, I'm being like, right, that's it. You know, I want to look really good. I want to keep toned up. And the next minute, it's kind of like, well, what am I doing it for? And I find sometimes I have to do it with other people to just I do it anyway but having it with, do it with somebody else makes you get out <laughs> makes you have fun um, and I decided that realistically in this space that I'm at now my aim I suppose is to inspire and motivate other people for the benefits of being physically active 
uh, for the mindset, which is what I've used it for. So when my mum passed away, I had really bad depression, didn't go out of the house at all for three weeks. I didn't do any fitness, and that was just because I was in a hole. But in my mind, it's like you have to get out, have to get out. But it's sometimes in your body where you feel like you just physically can't, but then if you've got a positive mindset about why fitness is good, you will get back into it. And I did, as soon as, um, soon as uh, we had the cremation, the next day I was out and I knew that that's what I needed to do. And so you have a love-hate relationship with life generally, but I know the benefits of keeping fit far outweigh any other thing that we can ever do because it gives you that endorphins, that sense of self-preservation. We all have inhibition. We all look at ourselves and think, don't like the way I look or, you know, wish I was being fitter. We all have those thought processes, but unless you actually get off your backside and do it, you don't make any of those changes. So I always think to myself, if I want to feel better, I've got to do it. You know, I can have other people motivate me, which we all need, but essentially, I still have to physically go out there and do it. Just somebody telling me or me watching other people isn't going to make a change to myself. So I have that attitude now that the moment you go out, whether it's walking or uh, cycling, it just gets you back into that mold of, um, okay, this is what makes me feel good. And then you have that consistency. So when I start running again, as soon as I go out, I'm like, oh, I feel really good. I'm off for then. That's it. I'll just keep doing it. So it's just that little period of time where people need to realize why they're doing it. What does it really make them feel like when they have consistency of exercise? And if you remember those thoughts and those feelings, that's what drags you back. Even on your down day, the days you can't be asked. You know, I mean, I have a Saturday night, I love Saturday nights, trash TV, Indian chocolate, <laughs> G, uh, a G&T. You know what I mean? Love it. Yes. I'm not going to stop that because I have balance. I know I'll go and I'm going to do my workout upstairs in a minute, military motion. I'm going to sweat it out. Um, you know, it's about life balance. Yeah. Unless you want to be an Olympic champion, you have to have a healthy attitude to fitness. What is it there for? What do you need it for? Body, mind, focus, stop isolation, integration, social interaction, friendship, whatever you need it for, that's why you do it. And that's why I do it. I choose what I want it for and then it motivates me. Thank you for sharing all that. I can just see Matt. Hey, <laughs> Matt. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. That was very good. Well, very well said. How are you doing, Donna? You all right? I'm very good. To see you. Good to meet you. It's me running in late, so I'm seeing someone else. Not at all. Not at all. I'm really sorry I'm late. I'm sorry. I've been running this morning. Have you? Running late. Genuinely. Yeah. One of those days. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not at all. Well, you're here now. You're here now. Sorry to dive straight in but um, in are then. you able to share a little bit about the role that physical activity has had in your life when it comes to supporting your well-being oh wow well really interestingly i i on on this route just outside is the london marathon route is the part yes. of the london marathon now i've done four marathons in my time three london marathons mm-hmm. but the first one was a very important one and a significant one uh, linking towards to my mental health and I had a mental health issue um, just over 10 years ago uh, where I was suffering quite badly with depression purpose lack of purpose um, and whatever depression is I really had it and I drank a lot and it got me into a situation where I I tried to take my own life in the December of 2009 um, and fortunately I didn't I, it was around Christmas time I came back for Christmas um, and amongst all the other emotions it was 
it was really tough because I had to get on with life. I knew that I didn't want to go down that one road and life was pretty crappy in my head. It was torture. I was, I was living in a lot, a lot of pain. Um, so in my kind of despair and want to do, to do something, I signed up for the, the, the London Marathon, which was in 2010. And, and I've never ran before. I did some sprinting when I was younger. I loved rugby as a Welsh lad. I played football. I did some boxing. Um, but I let all that go. And I was really kind of unfit, fit physically and mentally. And having that goal, having that discipline that I needed at that time, and having uh, a purpose just in that moment was a staggering thing for me. And so that that's a very poignant moment in my my kind of uh, my journey to, to really explore what works for me and my mental health and my physical health and as we all know they are the same thing it's our health mm-hmm. um, and so so sport definitely um, is, is a huge thing for me I I'm, I'm very much um, in agreement with what you just said balance is very important mm-hmm. I used to torture myself with sport I used to go I've got this audition for this morning I'm gonna train like Rocky Balboy <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna be I'm gonna everything I needed to be a perfect human being for this one and now I realize like, they don't care if I've just sparred 12 rounds and I've run you know and I've eaten raw eggs they don't care they want me to be a good presenter but in my mindset I had to be so disciplined and um, like an army I think my father had an influence in that he was an amazing sportsman great boxer uh, great athlete great marathon runner and um, I always kind of put hardship with success hardship success and but I've, now I'm realizing that balance is very important it's, it's, it's key it's yeah. key absolutely and you talked there about the London Marathon and yes. similarly to Red January and we, we were touching upon this earlier so obviously you've you've got that set routine of getting active every day for yes. you when you've done the London Marathon because I've done the London Marathon before and I must admit afterwards I don't think I got my trainers on for another few months because <laughs> yeah. I've given no, so much to the training yeah. but have you got any what happened I after the London Marathon when I what? did the first my first marathon yes. I wanted to do uh, like a 10k a week later I wanted to get straight that's back that's a good idea it. I yeah. just did the New York Marathon in November. Wow. I'm still well carb loading. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was a November marathon instead of like early in the year. Don't blame you. It's great because you start running December time, keep it going yeah. in January. Yeah. Everybody's been healthy in January, so it's kind of easy, uh, which is why Red January is a wonderful <laughs> idea. Yeah. It's perfect yeah. it's it. Everybody's already doing it almost. And yeah, and, and, and now I'm kind of uh, just getting back into my fitness <laughs> five months later. And my mate was at the end with a massive chocolate bar. I was like, thank God. Oh, and I literally, that was it. And I didn't run again for about oh a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah it just puts you right on. Yeah. And it's the, the one thing that we get asked quite a lot, actually, and I must admit, I'm going to be very truthful right now, but I remember the 2nd Red January, um, when it was called Run Every Day, um, there was a couple of days where I just felt really low on energy, really low mood, and I didn't go out for a run. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm such a hypocrite. Like, I'm t- we're here encouraging people to be getting out every day. But I did wonder, have you got any, when you're feeling kind of low in energy and mood, mm. is there anything that you do to kind of motivate yourself to get out the door? Or are you very much a, this is just one day, I'm just gonna accept that this is a day and then I'll start afresh tomorrow. What's your kind of approach, approach with it all? 
Oh. So any. Do, do you want to say No, that? go on, you go. Okay. I, uh, very interestingly, um, it's that don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Like, and that's the key thing to yeah. me. Um, I'm wearing my friend's t-shirt today. She yes. passed away two weeks ago. And I was getting back into training and fitness. And I was you know, hitting the gym. I came back from holiday. I was feeling pumped for the gym. And then that happened. And it blew my, it blew my socks off. It was horrific that, that week straight afterwards. And since then, it's been painful. And, and I haven't been to the gym. And it's, it's OK. It's OK. It's absolutely <clears throat> yeah. fine. And yeah. I, I, I do the same with, um, with therapies. Um, I do a check-in. And I have a check-in journal. And I haven't checked in every day. Every day is supposed to check in with three mm. emotions that best summarize how I feel. And I haven't done it. And the biggest lesson for me is that whenever I've had a really tough time with my mental health in the past, or and really unfortunately, over the last three years, three of my friends have died. And, and, and in quite tragic circumstances and and I've treated this one with Caroline very differently I've accepted pain and I've accepted mm. all these emotions and I've not beaten myself up for not going mm. to the gym mm. because I'm, I'm gutted I'm, I'm so angry and I'm so sad mm. and I think that's the yeah. thing it's I, just not to beat yourself up no. too much and listen to yourself yeah. and listen I think that's that's for me really important I think in the past when I have a low day and I think oh I should be doing this or I should be doing that because I've set myself some unreachable goal and actually just literally stepping back and listening to my body and my mind is so important and then and giving yourself a chance and saying okay today no nothing today is a duvet day or whatever yeah I will try tomorrow and just little steps little goals because it is it's super hard and and, and grief is so overwhelming and you should you should let yourself go with it mm. because it's and that's what I've, I've tried it, it's it's really difficult to yeah. really check in with oh. that emotion but you have to because yeah. it's there yeah. and I can't suppress that because every time I have suppressed it it's added to me drinking a lot or doing yes. bad things yeah and yeah. just accepting that and, and, and like as you said earlier not training for the Olympics Matt two weeks off is fine <laughs> yeah. and you, yeah. you can just get back into and, it and I suppose if you want to keep active but for whatever reason that day you've run out in your head that time or you physically can't go out how I did red this year because I fly around literally everywhere and sometimes I get to like midnight think I haven't done anything so some of the times I was taking a band in the train, you know, oh, and just saw. kind of oh, just yeah, doing yeah. exercises sitting <laughs> on the train. That was enough for me. I was exercising my mind as well as the body. Um, you know, sometimes I just sit in front of TV stretching, hadn't done a big workout, hadn't yeah. got my cardio up, but that stretching for me was brilliant because I never stretch, you know, so actually that ticked off that day. Um, I do me time, which is going in my bath, playing my music, uh, putting some candles on and thinking about myself. Sometimes that's enough to feel satisfied that you're doing something personally for yourself rather than neglecting. It doesn't, you know, there's a misconception that exercise is always pushing yourself to the hardest point. Um, yes, I think it is vital that if you are into exercise and you want to make changes, there is an attitude and behaviour that makes you, you have to do it. If you're going to do something, do it properly. Otherwise, I think don't bother. I've kind of got that attitude. If you're going to go half-heartedly into a class, you might need to at some stage just go through motions and that's enough. 
But equally, if you're a person that the reason why you started exercise and the reason why exercise has now become important to you because you want to see progress and you want to have goals, the only way that you can achieve goals is actually to put commitment in hard work and believe that you can do it. So there's both sides of the coin, really. There's that that is about um, your exercising for your well-being and what does exercise mean to you. It could be anything, like I say, stretching bands you know just feeling good movement and then there's how does your mind feel you've achieved which I think is a lot of where people fail in exercises because they don't think they're getting anywhere so they give up too quick so there's another side of that coin where when you start exercise have a goal if that's why you've started it know why you're doing it remember that all the time see progress make it attainable in little bits have a bigger goal to go for that's why you'll set your program and then when you go and do it do it well it's like when I go and do my military motion that's a almost like an advanced attitude class it's like if you're hurting push again because <laughs> sometimes you have to you know sometimes things shouldn't be easy sometimes things have to so there's different ways that we all can flick the switch of our mindset why do we need to do it at that one time and why is it okay to give ourselves a break mm. what's the right time and, and you've got to understand you're absolutely that. right and, and knowing yourself you yeah. know which one to channel into yeah I do a lot of like men's talks and lots of uh, stuff about these energies and as this warrior, lover, the, the mystic equating to the rounded person, which equals to like the whole king, which is a overall person basically saying that uh, there needs to be moments in your life where you need to smash things and get things done and put boundaries out there and say no to people and get things done. But if you overdo that, that's that <laughs> egotistical man coming out. You have to be a bit softer. Yeah. You have to be a lot yeah. softer. You have to be more thoughtful in the mystic kind of energy. You have to. Yeah sit alone in your thoughts so very much the the act of doing mm. is um, has to be something positive so whether you're stretching and getting a flow in front of the TV or something mm. or you're thinking positively and you're not on Instagram or whatever mm. it is if you're seeking advice reading a book about exercise and getting your knowledge about nutrition that's still moving forward in the right yeah. direction yeah. and knowing what you need so I, I meditate now uh, which is taken a while for me to get into that mode um, to get myself into that mood like I, mm. I know this week I really want to get into the gym but that's my next step that's what I feel I need for my body now so I, I need to meditate and get into that warrior spirit and to go and throw stuff around and go back to boxing and, and hit stuff because I'm really angry that's got to come out yeah, but I yeah. can't let that come out in a working environment where it could damage my, my career <laughs> I can't go out on a night out tonight because I'm angry what yes. if I get into a fight that's going to be very dangerous I'm going to channel it into something really positive yeah. and, but very, you, you're absolutely right that act of just doing yes. something yeah. is, is, is golden doesn't matter what it is do you find when you get into a routine though you're on it totally I mean do you feel like that that's it once you've started it's really positive isn't yeah, it it's yes. quite, it exactly. just makes you feel and, and so I, good and it is the cliche of like getting up and just making your bed and just making sure you have that routine yes and putting your foot first yeah. step forward and then everything comes from that whether it's I, I kind of like getting up at 6.30 it's my ideal then meditate have a cup of tea and then do some exercise and then go out to my day. That's the perfect situation. Amazing. If I can do that, wonderful. But if I miss a day, it's you know, okay. It's all right. Yeah. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. It's okay. And Mandy, for you, have you got any kind of practical steps that you kind of bring into your I think, day to day? I, I, I think I try. Um, my therapist sort of graduated me with an inner counselor and 
I think I use techniques day, day, daily from CBT to help me have different techniques of, you know, if it's a day where I wake up and I'm thinking, oh man, today it's hard, I'm already tired and it hasn't even started, then I will turn those thoughts into a rational and positive process of, okay, what can I do? I'm going to take the dog out, I'm going to get the kids to school, I'm going to get them fed, I'm going to get me fed and then I'm going to get, get out of the house with the dog, go for a run or a walk or something and then the day moves and it's a positive process and then different things that that day by day if it's a positive day then I'll slip into my normal routine but I think I have to really take it day by day um, but that's okay uh, because sometimes you know life throws curveballs and I was in a place where I couldn't accept those curveballs it was too hard whereas now I accept them and I deal with them at the time and I don't panic um, and that's that's okay it's all right it's it's much much better to just let them be if I can absolutely <laughs> I hope I think one of the main things for us in this panel was to make sure that you also walk away with some practical tips I've sat in a lot of kind of well-being panels before and I'm like that all sounds wonderful but how can I apply that to my day-to-day -day? so I do hope that from just these kind of open discussions here that you all feel a little bit more assured that yes red January is about getting out and being active every day and yes a lot of people say to you that activity can support your well-being and it absolutely can but it's it's also being kind to yourself and knowing that that doesn't mean uh, training for a marathon or it could it depends what your own goal is um, but really just to make sure that it is as we've all heard here we're all taking small steps um, and where they lead to it's all a personal thing so I hope that's been helpful to you um, we talked before you join actually around community um, we're joined by some people from the red community behind us um, and as I mentioned earlier so the community we've had around 150,000 people take part um, over the past five years and it's funny when we first set this up getting active was actually at the forefront of the campaign but slowly but surely throughout the years as we talked about earlier those community stories lead the conversation they lead the discussion um, people have met up in person we've had someone that recently has got engaged yeah. I'm not saying that if you join Red you're going to find the love of your life but Might do. <laughs> but in terms of community I'm always just fascinated to know like the people that you put around you have you put them around you because they help support you in getting active they motivate you can you share a little bit about your own communities <laughs> where, where I come from community is very important you know I come from Caerphilly in South Wales my rugby club was my hub that's where I learned so much my my idols were there my rugby coaches were inspirations and I got a lot from it my boxing gym as well when I was a bit older when I was in Cardiff I learned so much about diversity about all different types of classes. It was everybody in the entire world, basically, in that gym. Cardiff is such a multicultural place, and I just learned so much about me, about everybody in that place, and I desperately miss it. But really interestingly, um, looking back, I go back a lot to Wales, and you see like the, what's taken away from um, places because of work and industry, etc., and all that type of stuff. And the big thing, and the big issue, what I find that is a massive problem with men. Um, and women, men are you know high, uh, high with a high rate of men killing themselves at the moment, and and it and it is to do a lot with a lack of that community togetherness, feeling that they belong somewhere, and you have that sense of purpose when you're in that team. Um, I grew up with 
a brother that was uh, an international swimmer. He went to the Commonwealth Games, swam for Wales, and he went to the Olympics and, and all that type of stuff. And, and and he belonged somewhere. He had a purpose. He was in that team. And I think it's such an important important thing. Like, and I seek it everywhere I go. Um, I felt all all of my moments when I felt down and alone, I felt isolated. I felt really alone because I've possibly taken myself away from it. But whenever I step back into a boxing gym, I feel it again. And whenever I train for a marathon, this, this like the New York, it's 50,000 people doing it. You feel like you're a part of something. And I think that's really important. That's a really important thing. Community is a vital mm. thing. Yeah, together. super important. I think I, I feel the same. I've recently um, joined a CrossFit group um, back where I live, and actually I'm doing Metcon sessions, which is a form of boot camp, and I absolutely love it. And mostly for my exercise life, I've always been a bit of a lone runner, you know, in my zone and stuff. And I've realised that actually I love working out with people, and I love what that community gives you. And and it's really been a super eye-opener into how other people can motivate you mm. and and how it makes you feel and walk away and, and those yeah well. yeah it's good it's healthy yeah mm-hmm. we had we have a whatsapp group and uh, my friend and i jane give each other corporal sergeant crossfit and not anger but like motivational <laughs> come on we you can come down today and i'm like yeah i'm gonna be <laughs> and actually it gets me there yeah. and i do the same to her on those days when we're sort of a, feeling a bit like oh it gets us there and then once we're there you walk out like you never yeah. ever feel bad after you've exercised do you, you just yeah. you know community is everything we all need that we all need that yes toughness yes you do yeah i think you're right i think um you know the way that fitness is developed especially in the running community with couch to 5k then going to the next stage of maybe a 10k or half marathon when you go to those groups it's inspiring because you're the same as somebody else within them so wherever you are on your fitness journey there's always somebody the same as you um so i think that's a motivating factor for joining a club or a group or a gym if you're doing it with other people you can hide a little bit but then be inspired by somebody else that's working that bit harder and I do think that people that have that sort of ambition or worry that you know they're going to be the odd one out or bits of class that you've never done thinking everyone's going to look at you Uh uh-uh everyone's done (laughs) been there somewhere at some stage where you go into a class and you think I have not got a clue what I'm doing like Faith fitness who just did one of her dance workouts I mean I go to that I mean I'm so crap I always go at the back but I just laugh at myself because at least I'm doing it you know um, it's like I'm going to do my performance in a minute I will forget it I know I will I've already panicked and had 45 minute run through I'm still going to get it wrong but because other people around me there's an energy and you know it just makes you feel it doesn't matter happy you know um, when I go into a gym I go with a PT guy now. I mean, I'm a qualified PT myself. I was a PT in the British Army. I kind of know it, but it's nice having t- someone tell me to do it so I don't have to think. And I feel good about that. We have a banter. He pushes me a bit hard. I go away yes. thinking, yeah, yes. feel good about myself. So I think, you know, we always use fitness as a different tool, but I do think, like, sometimes have the ability to push a bit harder in your head, you know, push to make yourself do something. Don't be scared of it, you know, because if you don't give it a go, you never know if only it's too late and if you give it a go you'll probably surprise yourself and then it could set yourself on another pathway to a fitness goal that you never thought of because you've put yourself such in a downer before whereas you give something else a go you'll be like oh yeah. you know actually that feels quite good I enjoyed yeah. that yeah. and then you go back again yeah 
you know, I've take, I take three girls out now that are local to me. Oh, I've seen. Have you seen Recently, them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they uh, own a beauty therapist and oh, they're yes. all mums, haven't done anything since school at all. And they said to me on New Year's Day, oh my God, we've gone and opened our mouth. We're going to do a half marathon in September. Will you help us? And I was like, what, you're not going to do half marathon? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, help. <laughs> so, now, so then I started doing this thing Saturday morning, seven o'clock. They have to turn up and we do a run. And I'm sitting there in my car going, are they going to turn up? And the first day oh. they were like four minutes late or something. So I named and shamed them on social media just for being four <laughs> minutes late. You Brilliant. know, it's pitch black, it's dark. And they were just walking, running, but they're committed to doing it. And now I take them to the gym. They hate it most of the time. Um, but Didn't you go to their workplace? Oh, yeah. So I went got in, them out. Yeah, I went into their workplace, <laughs> got one of them out and said, right, let's go. That's <laughs> to where the other two were working and got them working out in their beauty therapist room I said doesn't matter what you're wearing we can exercise yeah so and I'm using that as a tool to motivate others you know and I love it I love it the fact that you know just getting these people to do something they never thought they would do with the aim of doing a half marathon if we get there it will be a miracle but they are going to get there I don't care whether they walk in <laughs> jog it crawl it they are running it's so true like there's people now I don't know what happened in people's school life they, they went oh I'm just not an active person mm, I'm, yes. I'm an academic I'm not one of the sporty ones and then you have this massive resurgence now of people beyond the 30 etc going oh actually absolutely everyone and it's because of that inclusivity it's because of we are lacking a lot of connection yeah. there's a reason why these festivals are popping up everywhere because people just want to be around people all the yeah. time and the, the obviously the, the, the physical and benefits and the mental benefits of being physically so, fit and sharing that with somebody yeah. clearly works yeah I think these, these places exploded because we're now linking the mental well-being, mental fitness with physical fitness. You know, you've probably all been involved in some way in fitness before, but I don't think over the, I've seen it in this sense for the last sort of four or five years. I think it's just gone through the roof mm. in terms of all of these events popping up mm -hmm. and bringing lifestyle and well-being into the fitness industry has made this how it is at the moment. Mm. You know, we've still got a long way to go, but I think as long as people like us and you connect those two things this can only get better for all of us in the future absolutely so i know we've got five minutes to go and so the theme of community we'd love to invite your questions um we do need to pop these on i understand anyway, these are fantastic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a wow. silent disco oh, oh there we go are they are they yes have they got a sign? I think it's already on. I know. Oh, it was on. I think it is on. I think I don't don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't know what I've done. I've done okay, we're on. Okay. <laughs> so yes, please, oh. if you've got any questions for any of the panel or myself, then here's your time. Let me show. We I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's that burning thing and you think, oh, oh there I we wish go. I, I wish There's I'd always asked a few. Yeah. <laughs> wish I asked this too late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, thanks so much, guys. It's been really interesting. And happy St. David's Day. Oh, dear. <laughs> 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 Got to get that in. Yeah. Um, I work with a lot of postnatal clients, so training women who uh, have recently had babies. And for me, one of the things that I've picked up on that's probably most important has been that sense of community. I find that a lot of my mums come to one of my classes because not necessarily because they're into fitness initially but because they need to get out of the house to get out of their heads maternity leave can be a bit of an isolating 
place. So it's having that sense of community. Um, how do you, this is more of a question for Dame Kelly, how do you find, I find especially with runners um, and new mums, they're wanting to go a million miles an hour straight away. <laughs> how do you try to, to um, not restrict people in terms of their motivation, but just pace them, I guess. Because um, I find a lot of people are saying, you know, well, I've had a, a C-section four weeks ago, but I want to get out and start training for my half marathon. <laughs> and I'm kind of slowing them down and going, let's, let's progress this. Let's sort of work on your core and everything else so on. What, what do you do to kind of pace people? Um, I probably break down the end goal as I said before into sort of closer uh, targets so I'd give them something that they need to achieve within two weeks that could be more core stability holding a plank for as long as they can doing something where actually if in their head they're going oh my god I better work on that because she's going to test me a bit more because sometimes being tested is actually a driver as well because not a lot of people are put through tests as such you know like an athlete you've got to run a certain time or win a certain race so that's your testing point especially in training whereas generally we can kind of move those milestones unless we've got an actual event and an event sometimes too much for somebody to comprehend which just started um, in their fitness uh, regime so I would say that treat them as individuals even though you're bringing them together as a community because the community is obviously the inspiring and motivating thing feeling that they're not on their own and stopping the isolation and and, and enhancing the social social aspect but as each and every one they're all very different really and maybe where they're at their starting point some will be stronger some have naturally got more cardio and some have got over this problem quicker than others so maybe trying to give them all slightly separate goals to think about and then having a target where they all come together and do each other's goals so I don't know your group so I can't give you specifics but I think I would do that I would give them each and every one of them their own specific goal but get everybody to try and do what you've set that one person so there's that community about around that achievement um, and then of course in terms of running I mean you can break down so quickly, as I know, and I think getting that across to why they've got to do all this other, the boring stuff almost, what people think, you know, That's especially core <laughs> stability, everyone thinks, Ugh. But I tell you what, it's like the best thing. If you can get people's head into what purpose that has to enhance their running, they will probably benefit from it later on. And give them variety as well, kind of test them in different ways where actually they realize that, oh my God, I've got to like train for this thing. Because people get in their comfort zone quite quickly unless they've pushed a little bit more in something else that they're not good at and that's what I would probably say just break give them an individual goal as well as your group uh, outcomes thank you I'm going to quote you on that as well tell my mum <laughs> <laughs> have we got time for one more or do, yeah if there's any of us do two and I'll just I won't answer I'll just <laughs> otherwise I'll be going in forever <laughs> I want you to talk all day <laughs> hi guys um, thank you very much really inspired by what you guys are saying and um, something closely um, linked to something I really believe in the mantra I have is like the physical as the vehicle um, my question is around um, realizing the physical as the vehicle uh, you guys are talking about the importance of physical activity have you seen that then triggering uh, change in nutritional practices and then the second part of that question is have you then seen the combination of physical movement and nutrition unlocking people's purpose and has that 
has that been something which people have, like people have had these kind of revelations through through those two things? Well, I would be honest in saying that um, when I've been on a mental health men's retreat, for example, the, the very simple thing that they do is no alcohol, um, tea, not coffee, um, and it's vegetarian. And uh, lots of water, and, and you, you do lots of exercise and stuff like that, and lots of mental exercise too. And it really works, and all that always really works. It does open me up to that my clean, present mindset. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I, I had a habit of trying to get into a militant state about fitness to get somewhere to achieve something, whether it was academically or anything. Um, and it does actually work. Having a routine, having uh, trying to be active in some sort of way, active with my mind or physically active. But definitely, I, I always feel that whenever I'm physically present and I'm doing exercise, I always naturally try and eat better. And I naturally want to drink more because I'm sweating a lot more, whatever that is. And when those two are combined, I find myself more present. Uh, I get up earlier and I'm a lot clearer of mind. And therefore, when I'm more present, I'm more open to ideas and I understand myself more. I can, I can see through the clouds a little bit easier. From, from my experience, if you do combine physical health and nutrition, it does open up your, your, your spirit, spiritual side almost and uh, helps you have a clean slate. Thank you Definitely. For that. I agree. <laughs> uh, really quick. Uh, so I would put them firstly separate and then definitely together. So the definitely together is about results. If you want results in terms of your physical um, uh, aptitude, so enhancing your performance or the way you look, nutrition has a massive part to play in that. If you want to keep fit because it's more about your mind and keeping active and you're happy with that level, then you can be obviously do what I do, kind of have good days, bad days. It comes a little bit less strict. However, we all know that food is there for energy and also for recovering and brain fuel as well. We forget sometimes that the food we eat is also about uh, fueling the brain for our work, you know, our focus, um, uh, kind of being more alert, being kind of more aware of what we're doing and changes. So, I mean, I do not have the best diet. But I train pretty hard, so I kind of think, ah, whatever. <laughs> However, if I want to now go and perform and do another marathon, or well, not in a rush for that, but um, or if I want to tone up, the only way I am going to make those changes is my food, because I know I can do the training because I've done it all my life. I can change my head like that to train and be on it, whereas the food would let me down. So I think for the combination is absolutely vital for everybody, just a normal walk of life. But how, what extreme you take both of those is always about what outcome you want. And that's a decision that you as an individual person has to take on board. What do you want to achieve? And you can only achieve certain things and a lot of things by combining both of those in a, a bit more of a regimented way. If not, relax a little bit. And But food is obviously important. I mean, definitely. I hope that helped. So that's us done. I hope that did provide you all with some practical steps um, to start either kind of rekindling physical activity or introducing it into your life. So hopefully that was useful to you all. Thank you for your time. And well um, done to you yes. for Red. Because this, this, you know, this yeah. has been an amazing thing. So. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you very you. much for coming. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Your Live Well. You can join us for more episodes and find out about future Live Well events at livewelllondon.com. To find out more about Red January and Red Together, visit redtogether.co.uk. But for now, take care, live well, and we will see you next episode.